of uh, connecting with you. I'm so excited about your career right now, Franz Julie, because uh, I I see that you were just in Miami performing in a uh, ensemble of um, uh, you know great artists. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes, we perform at uh, I believe it's called the Parker Theater, and um, we we had a bunch of artists singing their old disco songs and it was just it, it was so magical it was so amazing the fans are are, are still up and dancing and yes. they want to hear the stuff from back then and uh and uh we try to deliver as best as we can <laughs> uh from all accounts uh you guys did a superb job i have we have a i think we have a mutual friend uh susan from the group company b uh Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, I I um helped produce and wrote the last song she had, Let's Just Dance, which was top ten on national D, um the national uh DJ chart here in the States. But her new oh, one Oh good for you. Oh yeah, I'm a big fan of, you know, all of that music from the seventies and the eighties. I I've been a DJ for thir- I think thirty seven years now. So, you know, I've been around and I Oh, you've been around, <laughs> baby. Listen, I <laughs> I was young, but I specifically remember when uh Come to Me broke, um, because it definitely was on its own level. And I want to touch about that. I mean you were quite young at the time, is that correct? Yeah, well I uh actually recorded Come to Me when I was fifteen. And uh, Come To Me came out uh, when I was 16, and it just started going up the charts everywhere around the world. And I got to travel and, and, uh, and, and meet some incredible people, and it was just like a fairy tale happening, you know? Especially at that age, I imagine, you know, when you're a teenager, it's like you're in your own universe. Um, did you? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. what was it like aesthetically for you? I mean, um, I know you uh, you had a lot of support from your mom and your family, um, but was this yes. something in your dreams at at the tender age of fifteen? Did you want to be that star on stage? Well, actually, I wanted to be a star when I was four years old. All right. And uh, it's <laughs> it's so amazing because I have to tell you a little story. When my grandmother was an opera singer. And when she uh, she was visiting my mom when I was born, and uh, she heard me cry from outside the house, from like like from inside the house. She was walking outside, and she entered. She looked at my mother, and she says, "Your daughter is going to be a singer." <laughs> oh my God! I love that story. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. at the age of four, Michael, um, I expressed to my mom that I wanted to be. An international singer. Yes. And don't ask me how I use the word international, but I did. <laughs> I mean, some things are just meant to be, France. <laughs> yes. The yes, and I and I, I think I started singing before I started uh, talking. You know, well, it was evidently, always in my blood. It was something <laughs> that I would do every single day. I would play records. And lifting and sing over over them and looking myself in the mirror like it was my own stage and it it, it was just I was born like this you, uh, you know yeah the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree your grandmother knew it <laughs> exactly 
Um, how did you get to the inside the door of Prelude Records? Uh, that's what that's uh, the song "Come to Me" and a few others were released on. Yeah, well, um, there is a convention every year. Um, there was uh, called Midem. It's uh, it, it's in I believe in Cannes or something, and all the record companies gather together and artists are. Uh, showing their new products, and um, the producer, songwriter of Come To Me um, brought that song to many labels to have them listen to it. And uh, and there were a few labels that were interested in signing me, but uh, he finally chose Prelude because it was a smaller company, and, um, you know, he didn't want us to be just a number, and so, and uh, you know, I don't regret it because they did, they did an amazing job with "Come to Me." Yeah, it turns out that's uh, the biggest hit, or uh, it's between you and in the bush, <laughs> but for their yeah, label. Exactly. Um, yeah. but, and both of those songs are classic. I mean, "In the Bush" is totally underrated. I, it should have been way up higher on the charts, but um, you know. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But uh, "Come to Me" scored number fifteen on the Hot Hundred. Now that's a hard task to accomplish, so. Um, forever a classic, and of course the number one around the world on the dance charts. How did it do in, right. in your in your home country, Canada? Did it chart there as well? Yes, it did. Awesome. But um, I had a little event happen when we were promoting uh, the record. We went to a radio station here locally in Montreal, and um, and we asked for uh, you know the radio station to play the record, and they turned us around with such an attitude. You know, they said, hmm. oh, we don't need France Jolie. We have Donna Summer. And um, and they didn't want to play it. So and, interesting. Uh, my, yeah. And, yeah, and my manager at the time said, you know, I think you're making a big mistake. And you know what? Even though you don't want to play this record, one day you won't have a choice but play this record. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good manager. That's a good manager. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and sure enough, it was going up the charts, and they didn't they didn't have a choice but play it. And after that, they, they did encourage, uh, you know, encourage me, and uh, they were nice to me. But at first, I you know, I was kind of blocked. Yeah, and, and you so know, it's at, sad. at your age, um, you know, that hurts, I would imagine. I would be hurt myself. Well, you know, as much as we all know that the business is, is, is hard for any human being, uh, especially a kid, where you're a product, you're not a human being to them, you're a product, and... And it's hard to uh, make the difference, you know. Yeah, uh, that's a learning curve. <laughs> yes. You know, not take it personally. So Absolutely. You know, it is what it is. I grew up, uh, you know, I had a few uh, lessons to learn in this business, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, you're a survivor. Um, it's interesting you brought up the Donna Summer comparison because even when I was young and heard when, when Come To Me broke out, I heard that comparison too. So let's talk about that. Um, okay. I think part of that reason is in the construction of this, the structure of the song itself, which you know takes the slow beginning, which was a Casablanca, Giorgio Moroder thing. Uh, yeah. They broke that open, and then also that incredible key change and duet you do with the the, the male vocals in the middle of the song, yeah. which is sort of like Brooklyn Dreams, you know, heaven knows kind of thing. So, and also the tone of your uh, what what is your uh, voice? What do they say? Are you 
had, what do you sing in? A soprano. Soprano. It, there's a, a rich, deeper tone in there. I could I could see the comparisons, and you know I would imagine in the beginning that that's a positive being compared to such a established stars like. Oh, know. I absolutely, Michael. I remember when we were doing the promotion for Come to Me, I went to Studio Fifty Four, and I was in the DJ booth, and they played Come to Me for the first time when I was there, and uh, people were dancing, and and there's a few people that came to the booth and said. Is that the new Donna Summer song? Ah. You know, and and I I was I was right there, and I turned around. And I go, no, it's me, it's me. <laughs> it's French Jolie. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> oh. So um, yeah, there was definitely a comparison, and I believe also that Tony Green at the time was inspired by the wonderful music of of Donna Summer and Georgia Moroder. Um, because, you know, it, it was topping the charts and yeah. it was so beautifully written. Her songs are just gorgeous. So uh, there was definitely, um, you know, an influence there. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, I was reading your bio. You were influenced by um, Barbara Streisand as well? Yes. Yes, I was. Were you into um, No More Tears, Enough is Enough? I was in everything Barbara Streisand <laughs> sang, but <laughs> um, I, I, yes, I was, a, I, I was a big fan, and but most of my the songs that I would practice was from Funny Girl, oh. um, you know, all that old stuff, uh, yeah. and of course, you know, I fell in love when she started, you know, being recorded by the uh, Barry Gibb, uh, produced by Barry Gibb. I just fell in love. Uh, you know, with these songs, and of course, the story yeah. is born, and like I, I knew pretty much all of her songs, and uh, she was kind of my singing teacher back in the day. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, the Bee Gees. There, I think, are they from Australia? I'm trying to remember. Did yeah, you, they are. Did yeah. you? How was your um, brand? How did it do down under? Uh, it, it did very well. Uh, unfortunately, I never traveled to Australia, so. Uh, it is part of my bucket list. I've never been. And, exactly. Uh, never say never, yeah, Franz Julie, because you're hot right now. Uh, let's segue just for a moment then um, into the new music being produced and released on Swisscraft label at a Portland, Oregon, my friend Matt Consola's label. Uh, yes. Two, um, you know, club-ready hits one after another. The one I'm on now is this, the follow-up. It's at, You're actually number two on our Pride Top 30 countdown this week. Congratulations. Um, I just can't Yay, get a... thank you. You're welcome. Listen, you I so can't much. get enough of it. It's the, the level of production is just top-notch. Um, how did you guys... Oh, thank uh, you. You're welcome. How did you, you know, meet? Did they approach you, or was it a mutual thing? It was... Uh, I think Matt approached me... Um, and and said, you know, are 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 you, um, you know, are you? No, actually, actually, no, it's not true. I have to. Uh, my first record with uh, with Matt Consola was uh, Heart of Stone, which a DJ uh, approached me um, to sing this song because it was a, a Broadway uh, a musical, um, and um, it comes from a Broadway musical six. And uh, we, he wanted to co-produce, and I said, sure, we'll do that. And uh, he was a friend of Matt Consola's. Anyway, to make long, long story short, Matt Consola um, embarked with this project with us. And 
and then the rest is history. He wanted to go on and say, okay, let's do more. And so we did uh, Fallen and we did um, uh, <laughs> Let Me Love You. Let Sorry. Me Love You, which is a, yeah. I, f- I feel is a more central message in that song. Um, now, who was, who's the writers? Did you co-write this? I did. Uh, there's three writers. Uh, Daniel Valancourt is the lyricist on this. Um, he is uh, my manager and best friend. And we've been writing songs for forever together. And so he is the, uh, the lyricist on this. And um, uh, Giuseppe uh, D oh, yeah. uh, and I mm-hmm. uh, did the music uh, together. And actually wrote the song. Uh, we we did the music, so we wrote and produced it. Amazing, love Kazeppi. Yeah, he actually helped me too on on that Company B project. He's super talented. Um, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, good guy. Uh, yeah, great stuff. I'm so happy to see you out there uh, releasing. Thank you so much, Michael. You're it welcome. It feels good, you know. After yeah. all these years, it really feels good. Yes. Uh, speaking of all these years, now, the story that always comes up the most when folks research your name, your brand, is the Fire Island incident, the night oh. of Fire Island. <laughs> oh, my God. You mean the magical the magical night and the uh, beginning of my career, really. Uh, is it? Uh, was it really that big for you? Oh, my God. I sang in front of... I, I keep on saying 5,000 gay men, but I think it was more like three or four you know 3500 people think that pl- i think the um, ice palace is that where you were i think that stage looks no, familiar no, no. to me no no it was a it was a uh, fundraiser and it was on the beach oh so maybe it was 5000 yeah maybe <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um I, I i remember i remember this like it was yesterday and um i, I remember how welcoming these gay men were uh, when I, I stepped on the stage and just embraced me and, and just showed me so much love. And, awesome. um, and I've been an advocate ever since. I mean, they, they jumpstart my career, and I will always be grateful to the gay community. Was Come To Me released at that time when you performed on the beach at Fire Island? or Actually, it wasn't even released yet. Amazing. Um but it was playing at the Ice Palace. It was playing on, you know, uh, in some club. It was growing and, its legs uh, at that time. I'm sorry. The song was starting to grow its legs in the clubs. Exactly. Club scene. Yeah. And then it came out. It came out maybe two weeks after, and so. But it definitely, uh, Fire Island jump started my uh, my whole career and the yeah. success of Come to Me. I am, I, you know, understandable because probably a lot of those fans in the audience were DJs themselves at different New York City venues and yeah, producers. Absolutely. And, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and you nailed it. You have and such a good voice. And did, did you get a lot of training or is it just a natural gift? Well, it, I mean, I think, you know, most singers, they, they have a natural gift. But if, if you're a raw diamond, you have to kind of, you know, work your craft. And yes, I, I did some classical training when I was younger. And, uh, and now I, I, I keep on practicing my, you know, my vocal cords and, 
Uh, it's not getting easier, that's for sure. I'm 60. I'm going to be 60 next week, so um, you know, it's uh, you need a little bit of uh, warming up <laughs> more than usual. You know, that's okay. It's it's an instrument. You have to keep it in top shape. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and it's a gift to us because you definitely have a unique sound. There's there's a richness and a tone. That, you know, oh I my God! Thank you. Yeah, I haven't heard it in any other singers. You know, every singer ha- brings something, a flavor to the to the scene, and uh, you have your own for sure. I don't know what flavor oh, well, that would be. Some so disco, pink, R and B flavor. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but so you were when you performed on the beach. You were only fifteen. You weren't. You couldn't even drink, huh? <laughs> I was sixteen actually. Oh, okay. I was sixteen, and no, I couldn't drink. And even if I could. Um, it's it's one thing that I do not do uh, before show. Uh, at yeah. least uh, a day or two before show, I I never drink. I, and uh, not I that I'm a big drinker, but yeah. you know, gotta, I, gotta I stay focused. Don't have any alcohol. <laughs> yeah, um, I I came across somewhere this raw footage that your manager took of you guys taking the ferry across, staying at a, a, something with you swimming in a swimming pool, and yeah. Oh my God! It was amazing. I'm, it's like you got a like a. This is way before you know the reality TV, but you got a sense of you know the preparation and everything. Pretty cool. Well, yeah, you get a sense of of uh, Fire Island back in 1979, and uh, you know it's it's actually my father who took this on a um, on a Super Eight, and uh, it, it it's quite precious to us, you know. It's, Absolutely. Uh, it's good memories and. Uh, you know, I once pa- in a while I watch it and it, yeah. it brings me back right away. You know. Yeah, it brought me into that scene. I mean, it's a historical piece of footage. I I have friends on Fire Island even now, uh, and I I'll tell you a story. I I I'm in San Francisco in the winter, but um, back in the a few years ago, I was uh, I I work in East Hampton, Long Island, which is about an hour from Fire Island during the summer months. Yeah. And. Uh, and it's like a conservative town, and I needed to get out of there after work. I just needed to be with my people. So I yeah. raced over the to the Sayville and got on that last ferry at like 8.30 p.m. when the sun is setting and you're going across the, the bay to get to uh, Cherry Grove. Isn't that gorgeous? It's amazing. It's a, it's an aesthetic, like, level shifter. And, and as we pull into the dock with the big, you know, um, LGBTQ flag flying and cherries is to the left and there's disco lights. What do I hear? A Frangelis song come to me playing loud and proud and I thought really? to my, yes, and I thought to myself like, it just doesn't get better than this. <laughs> oh well, you know, I have vivid memories of, of this island and I kept on uh, going after all these years, uh, you know, every two or three years, I, I perform there and go back to see all my, uh, uh, you know, my friends and, and, and the community. And uh, and I always have the best time there. It's such a uh, it's such a special place uh, uh, to my heart and and to everyone else. You know, it's 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 a magical little island. It's a magical little island, exactly. That Provincetown's a magical little town, you know. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, I hear. And I love being surrounded with uh, people of this community. You know, they're so um, they're so warm and and loving and and free. And you know, it's yeah. uh, it's I love to see that. Well, your music touched us. Uh, you know, I wasn't I I wasn't quite out yet back 
back in the day of come to me. But, um, you know, I was like budding. I knew, yeah, you know, it, things were meant to be. But that song totally resonated with me. I was totally into disco. And that was one of the best songs ever. And it's, listen, I, DJ, I have a weekly gig here in San Francisco. And I, I drop in that long version here still. And it's sounding fierce as can be. Um, and I, I'm spinning really a lot. Spinning, let me love you a lot. It's, uh, I mean, like I said, it's number two on the charts, and it's uh, such a great song. So happy that you guys are producing new music for us. Can you tell us us oh. where we can? What's the best place to go to like follow you? Uh, actually, uh, on my fan page on uh, Facebook, uh, I've been quite the lazy girl, not uh, putting my website. Uh, it's still under construction after many many years, but. Um, Facebook is probably the uh, the place to uh, to have all the the latest news and um, and I, I just want to take the opportunity, Michael, to uh, to thank you for for your support and it's because of people like you that I can still do my work and enjoy touring and performing. Um, you guys keep me out there and relevant, and I want to thank you for that. You're welcome. It's our pleasure, honestly. I mean, uh, you know, you're the real deal, the the, ta oh, the talent, you. and you've got that, you know, evergreen classic in your repertoire of hits. Not the only, <laughs> not the only hit, ladies and gentlemen, listening to us today. You've had a string of uh, top five Billboard Club chart hits uh, after "Come to Me." Um, yeah. But "Come to Me" was the biggest one because it crossed over onto the Pop Hot 100 and got up to number 15. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it resonated. And um, but there's a lot to discover, folks listening to us today, uh, of the uh, Frangeli catalog. So go out and explore the music. It will hook you in like it did me. Um, before, <laughs> God, I can go on, Frangeli. Sorry, but I, I <laughs> wanted to ask you. Um, out, Behind the curtain, like, you know, behind the brand of Francis Lee, what is, like, an example of your life? Are, are you married? Do you have children? What's okay, I am uh, married. I, uh, it's my 35th anniversary this year of Ooh. my union with uh, my husband, Dean Cooper, who I adore, and he travels with me. And uh, he's not my manager, but he travels with me, which makes it a lot easier than uh, having you know, hired help. <laughs> yeah, or being and, alone. Uh, <laughs> God. Yeah, and um, and I, I, you know, in the summer, uh, when I'm not too busy, I play some golf. Uh, I also, I, I write music. I have, excuse me, my, my home uh, studio where uh, I write all my music and I produce it. And um, and I also paint, which I'm into painting these days, uh, and I love it. All kinds of uh, medium, and it's uh, it, it's freeing for me, and it's a great way of expressing myself. Oh, awesome! Yes, uh, what what medium do you work in? Oil, acrylic, or both? I do oil. I do acrylic, and right now I'm into alcohol ink. Oh, really? That's interesting. I've never heard of that, alcohol ink. And it's not the type of alcohol you drink. No, so I'm that was my first it. thought. Can you drink it? <laughs> uh. But it's, it's, it's quite, uh, it's, it's fun. And, and, uh, and, and when I start painting, I, I, I can paint for hours and hours and hours. And my husband says, okay, you've been at it for six hours now. Come and eat and yeah. come and have dinner, you know? <laughs> I, I love it. That, so mean, I, that I means totally, you're passionate about it. That's awesome. Oh, my God. 
you know, sometimes I wake up in the morning and, and I have almost butterflies knowing that I'm going to go to my little craft room and, and start painting. So it is something very important to me. Is it something that will end up in a, a gallery or a web page or something where people can look at yeah, it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Right now I'm doing it just for myself and the pleasure for the pleasure of it. And uh, and I, I certainly don't want to start getting stressed painting because <laughs> of, uh, you know, uh, Deadlines. commissions yeah. and, you know, like I'm doing it for much. You never know, though. I mean, maybe in a year or two it will. But right now, the present moment, it's, uh, it's just a relief for a uh, release for me. So. I totally get it. And where, where are you based, if you don't mind me asking? I'm in based suburb of Montreal about, I would say, 25, uh, 20 miles away from Montreal, which uh, I live on a little island. So. Oh, you live on an island? That must be I beautiful. I mean, on an island. <laughs> it's, it's an island. It's, it's very populated, but it's an island just off the Montreal island. It's another small island. Awesome. That sounds beautiful and a good place to create art, indeed. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, before I let you go, um, it sounds like you have an itinerary of performances coming up. You've just, like we mentioned in the beginning of the interview, uh, finished the one in, in Florida. What's what's next for you? Uh, what's next for me is uh, February 18th at um, uh, a place called Jungle Island in Miami. Ooh. And it's a multi-act show, and uh, this time it's a fusion between disco and freestyle. Oh, very cool. Jungle Island, February 18th. Yeah. All right, folks, you heard that. Go go find it online and buy your tickets now. That sounds And then like I'll be at at, at uh, Molino's February 24th. Uh, and then I'd have to look at my calendar, but I have some uh some cool uh some cool shows coming up and uh sometimes it's me alone and sometimes it's multi-act shows, so uh, we're looking good for uh, 2023 so far. Finally, getting out of the woods of the COVID pandemic. Thank God. Um, oh my God! Yeah. I know for the for the creative souls out there, I I feel I have empathy for the suffering of not having everything. You know, closing down for two years must. Oh my God! It was horrible. terrible. It was terrible for everybody, no matter who you were. You know, like yeah, it it's it's. And especially for the people that lived alone, I, I really felt for them. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is, uh, yes. I mean, it was just, I, I'm so glad it's behind us for the most part now. But I, you know, I, yes, I, it affected everyone. I was affected. And, uh, but, oh, yeah. But here's to the rest of the beginning of 2020, 2023. Much success to you, to your continued success with your music, your new releases. Um, I hope you get a chance to uh, perform them every now and then at maybe some of the solo acts. Uh, are they incorporated in, into your acts? or? Sometimes they are, depending on the show and the venue. But uh, I do incorporate them, uh, you know, like I said, depending on the venue and, right. and the, the crowd. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, and we might be doing another one. Who knows? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, the magic number of three, three releases in one year. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to go out, actually. We'll go out with uh, Matt's um, latest, Let Me Love You, which, again, folks, it's number two with a bullet on, on the Pride oh, Top 30. Oh, I can't 30. believe this. This is so awesome. <laughs> uh, 
Switchcraft label, Frangeli, doing an awesome job on Let Me Love You. Hey, come on back to House Pride Radio anytime you need to or want to, okay? Okay, well, thank you for the invitation, and thank you for the time you spent with me. Uh, it was great talking to you, and hello to all the fans out there, and uh, sending a big squeeze. Ah, uh, sending some squeezing back to you, too, Miss <laughs> Franz Jolie. Thank you. Uh, we love you here in San Francisco. You have a great afternoon, okay? Okay, and I love you right back. Ah, uh, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. All right, you're listening to House of Pride Radio with French Jolie's latest Let Me Love You. Yes. On Swisscraft record label, Matt Consola out of Portland, Oregon. Many mixes to enjoy. Go download it at your favorite distribution store. Here it is now. Let Me Love You.
All right, all right. House of Pride Radio coming at you live from San Francisco. That's the number two song this week, Let Me Love You by Franz Jolie. And surprise, surprise, for the number one song, we have the artist herself, uh, Miss Debbie Holiday. Can you hear us? Hi. Yes. <laughs> how are you? Um, doing good up here in San Francisco. How are you in L.A.? I'm fantastic. I just got back from uh, a walk up in Griffith Park. It's a gorgeous day. I have zero to complain about. Yeah, it's even warm up here. You guys are usually a few degrees warmer than us. Jealous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a good day, um, and that's much needed probably for, for you since you just got back from the East Coast performing your uh, Tina Turner tribute with your band. Can you tell us a little about that experience? I, I have fallen in love with Stowe, Vermont. I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous, and I was, you know, I'm such a Cali girl. I was afraid the snow was going to, you know, I've been in snow, obviously, but when you're singing, sometimes being in snow <laughs> can be a lot. Um, but it was absolutely great. It was wonderful working with, um, it was the Gay Ski Weekend, um, oh, cool. Winter Rendezvous. Mark, uh, Michael Wilson, and it was just, it was beautiful. I have zero complaint about it because it was sort of like a perfect wonderland retreat. Oh my God, I'm having images of cozy fireplace in the, <laughs> surrounded by uh, yes. happy gay okay. men. <laughs> yeah, happy gay men dancing and laughing, and then the next day the resort we were at had an outdoor jacuzzi so we walked barefoot in the snow to the outdoor jacuzzi come on now ah that is some uh, amazing aesthetics <laughs> cold right? hot yeah. diva gays i mean it's it's like gay paradise i love it <laughs> it is it was debbie paradise for sure <laughs> and you and you got to perform most likely um i can't stand the rain which is number one on our truck two weeks in a row congratulations i I got to tell you, I, I recently got over COVID, and so I wasn't—I was still coughing on this trip when I went, um, recovering from it. And I came back, and that was one of the first things I saw that it was number one, and then number one for a second row, week in a row. And I literally—I cried. I'm oh. really—I'm grateful. It's a—it's a big deal. There's a lot of music out there, and we are in some amazing company. And these um, DJs and producers that are on this are just um, phenomenal phenomenal yeah there's a lot of great club music out right now um including your your collaboration with uh mac and solar again uh geez they swisscraft has the top two songs this week they're match riding high on his production uh and your delivery of those vocals it really does take it to a new level because everyone knows you know uh the tina turner version on um on her album and then also i knew the uh, there's been a couple of like the original maybe it wasn't the original but eruption did a big hit in the 70s and yeah yes yeah and you know i mean i always feel as a producer myself you want to take it to a new place when you're going to do like a cover song and yeah you know what you did though was really really cool and talented i mean you paid homage to uh tina turner because and you're doing the tribute so there's that anchor but then you you guys actually did bring it to a fresh new place. And what I'm hearing when I'm playing one of these mixes, uh, um, uh, oh wait, that Russ, Russ, Russ Rich, uh, I, I don't know what mix it is, it's not telling me, but it has these R&B um, um, qualities that I didn't hear 
well, all of them had R&B, but these had like a really kind of bluesy R&B kind of like piano thing going on, and it just it just moved me. Um, I, you know, Russ asked me if I wanted to do it, and I said absolutely because I will always work with Russ Rich. Always, we literally were messaging on on Facebook yesterday about some personal stuff, and I just I I mean I love that man. I love him as a human being, um, and he's so talented. It makes working with him a dream. And uh, he sent me the, the, the mix to sing to. I'm like, I had to call him. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is so badass. This is amazing. So yeah. I was so excited. And every single mix that came in after that has just been, um, like I said, phenomenal. I feel very, very lucky because, again, there's are so many remixers and so much music out there. Um, and working with Mac and Solo is always just, it's one, two, three. If he says he's going to do it, it gets done, and it's handled. And, you know, it's, as long as I've been in this business, I'm really blessed by the people I work with. Yeah, you have a talented team. Um, I'm interested to know with this, uh, with I Can't Stand the Ring, this this version, did they send you a scratch vocal, or was it up to you to interpret it uh, the way you, you, you saw the vision? It definitely me too, because I'd been singing the song in my set already. It was already in my set for about a year, um, and you know, not that version, of course, just um, her rock version of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so no, I, I I definitely sang it my way, which is what I try to do with Tina. I don't don the wig. I don't do an impression of her. I sing her songs the best I can my way. Awesome. Yeah. So that's yeah. is. Uh, that that really makes me even happier knowing that you shaped the the uh, the tone and the vision of this particular version. Oh yeah, I, the the only thing with Tina is I have to be careful not to go too nasal because I because you want to just go there. You know, then it yeah. becomes a parody of her, you know, because <laughs> I want to do the <laughs> like okay, back it up, back it up, holiday. <laughs> Instrumentally speaking, do you guys have different voices in um, like are you a soprano or? I, um, I'm actually, uh, I have a five octave range, so I'm really lucky. I, um, I tend to be soprano, um, but yeah, because Tina actually has some pretty low notes in her range. Um, and I, I, I grew up singing rock and roll and singing dudes, basically, singing men's vocals, so I learned to sing really low at an early age. <laughs> oh, very cool. So five optics, that's like Whitney territory. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. But uh, only mine is really raspy. I don't have. I never had that pure tone that Whitney had. That's just so unique and so special. Like pure tone. Yeah, but r- raspy is good. <laughs> no complaints. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I, I ain't complaining about my raspy voice. You know, <laughs> we all got our something, something. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and just to recap, and we've brought this up many times in our interviews here, but you come from a talented family tree. Your dad is, is can you tell us a little about him? Yeah, um, Jimmy Holiday, and he wrote Put a Little Love in Your Heart, which I, I sing two different versions. I've got two versions on my last record, Free to Be. Um, and I just sang it again. Um, in Stowe, I sang it uh, in Key West for New Year's Eve, and Aww. see, I get misty-eyed just thinking about it. Thousands of people in the street singing, "Put a little love in your heart," touching their hearts, you know, waving and and smiling at each other. It's um, it is it is the best legacy I could possibly imagine him leaving behind, because every time people sing it, they smile and and 
who knows if they take it with them into their next outing in life, but um, it's a beautiful moment when you get that many people sort of meditating on, hey, let's just be kinder. Let's put some love in our hearts, and it's it's an honor to, to sing it. I love the story, and, you know, what an example of, you know, a classic song, if ever there was one that keeps resonating generations after generations. And what a message even today is more important than ever, I, I think. Well, I, that's because I'm alive now, but, you know, it just seems like very relevant still. That Oh, no, I completely agree with you. And maybe everyone's felt that way in their generation since the beginning of time, but yeah. it does really feel like there's so much divide and there's so much. The, the other thing is that this the technology we have now, we can see what's going on. We know when five have been shot dead, and we know, True. like, it's instant, like it's there. And we know what's happening in Ukraine, and we know what's happening in Africa. So it's um, it you we can see it, and, and it's it's palpable. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, anytime I could sing a song about love and togetherness, I'm in. That's like <laughs> soothing medicine for the masses. I, that's so true that we all are being... Yeah, and there's there's so much anger and so much it's his fault, it's her fault, it's their fault. Um, and, and there's a lot of swishing down of who we really are. And I will always stand for that till the day I die, that we have to be who we were born to be. And no one gets to decide that except us. Awesome message. Um, are you busy this year with gigs and performances? I am. I, I booked three more shows this morning. I got, oh my God. Um, yeah, I am. between. So I've got the, the Tina Turner tribute that I do with my 10-piece, Then I've got my Queens and Kings of Rock that's a five-piece. It's the same band without the horns and the background singers. And then I've got my own dance music, uh, just a couple of prides I booked this morning for that. And then I've also got my Tina Turner tribute that I do without the band. So yeah, there's there's a lot there's a smorgasbord of me to choose from. <laughs> it's a one woman show, folks. <laughs> That's right. You got I'm like you open up the jacket. I'm like, what do you want? I got I got rock and roll. I got dance. I got pop. <laughs> I got Tina Turner. It's all here for you. Uh, tell us a little about uh, since uh, you know my show is LGBTQ slanted. Um, what what you got coming up for us? Well, first of all, I have a new single that will probably come out, another Matt Consola release. This is a um, uh, an original song now, uh, probably within the next couple of months, not longer than that. Um, it's a co-write with Mark DeLang of Dirty Disco. Oh, awesome. Um, and shockingly, it's another song about standing up for your freedom and your rights. <laughs> that, can, can you let us know the title or is it you don't want to? I can understand if you don't want to let it out. No, I th- I I think I can. I'm going to wait. Uh, uh, I'll wait. I'll yeah, wait, wait only because I should. Anticipation, yeah, I should wait. folks. I should wait. Yeah. Right. Yes. Don't um, don't let I, it out yet. <laughs> oh, to hell with it! It's called find a way. Find, a way. find okay, a way. Okay, I'm down. Yeah, I find can't a wait. way. Mm-hmm. We'll find a way. Because, yeah. Yeah, that's another and, you know, good it's message. Best, definitely finding a way to whatever it is that you need out of life. Um. Uh, so yes, there's that, and then uh, I am doing. Um, oh, my next show here in LA will be with the full Tina Turner band, but it's um, it's off Sunset, um, uh, which is an amazing leather festival, and it's one of my favorite events. And it was booked uh, for the year that COVID shut us down, and we're finally getting to do it now. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, wow! It's so nice yeah. to see that you're you have a full itinerary of 
gigs and performances. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, Thank you. And uh, yeah, you, you know, everyone had a rough two years, but now we're the 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 light shining bright. Keep the party going. Keep the fire burning. Yeah, and you know the we keep we've lost so many of our icons recently, and um, at all the more reason, as you said, no better time to to spread joy and um, and togetherness. And it sounds corny, but my God, it's true. It's true. We need it more than ever. Yes, yes, the, like. Um, us, you know, uh, we we need our divas to, you know, spread their wings and, and give us some love, you know, as fans of your music and your performance. So, you know, you've got a, a, a audience that is embracing all of it. So br- we're ready when you when you want to give us that new music, we can play it here on House Pride Music as as a, oh, one of your exclusives. You <laughs> Thank you for always being so supportive and so fun and so wonderful and so full of energy and joy uh, all the years that I've known you. So I really appreciate it. Absolutely. We love you here at House of Pride Radio. Uh, You have a great afternoon, evening, and uh, come on back anytime you like. Uh, You can't can't keep me away. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to go out now with the number one song um, on our chart. Again, it's I Can't Stand the Rain by Debbie Holiday and Russ Rich on Swiss Craft Music. Folks, check it out. Debbie, we love you. You take care. Love you back. Take care. Bye-bye.
Yes, that was the number one song this week. I Can't Stand the Rain, Debbie Holiday. Uh, great song. But now we have uh, a new guest, uh, a contender for next week's top 10 uh, the, from the group Company B, uh, Susan, um, C- Susan Gonzalez. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing better now. Welcome. Welcome <laughs> to House of Pride Radio. It's been a pretty minute since the last time you were on. Yes, it has. Uh, and you girls have been busy down in Florida. Can you tell us a little bit about your upcoming event? Yes, we have um, it's two events in one. It's the Pride um, competition, Voice of Pride, where they're going to be picking one person to open up for Boy George. So we're judging that along with Ty Henson and Peaches from Peaches and Herbs. Yes. And then after that, we are um, going to have our music video release for Let's Do It Again. Awesome. Folks, if anybody's in Florida listening, uh, go go to this event. Um, do, is it a, something you have to buy a ticket for or do you just show no, up? No, no. It's at Hamburger Mary's in Wilton Manor. It starts at 5 p.m. Awesome. So just show there, get some burgers, and watch a talent show. What What are you girls looking for uh, in talent when you're judging? Um, we're looking for, of course, boys. We're looking for appearance and how well they get along with the crowd, you know. Yeah. Speaking of appearance, you guys have a, a, a cute, fabulous sense of style uh, for many years, Um and specifically with your new release, Let's Do It Again, which is written by Giuseppe D, uh, and uh, released on your label, Company B Music. Can you tell us a little bit about this latest project, which is doing well, ladies and gentlemen, on all the major record pools? Yes, he did that song with um, Kate and also Suzanne. It was three writers. So um, we heard the track, and we just loved it because... When we thought about let's do it again is, hey, let's get another hit or, you know, something that you want to do again that you were so excited about. So that's what really what this song is about. Awesome. And this is coming on the heels of our project together. Let's just dance. So you uh, which let's just dance. That's right. <laughs> two hits in a row within like a year is awesome. Uh, it's great. We love you guys. They're at number one and two. Uh, C-Dub. We love C-Dub. Uh, is Yes is uh, resonating on mass pool uh, record charts out of Massachusetts, number one, because Zeppi's number two. I'm 27, and Rick is in there, too, in the top 50. Um, and then you're also rising on Kings of Spin, which is another major record pool, number two. And yes, I think... we love Ed. <laughs> yes, Eddie in L.A., um, great place artist to get a, uh, a great campaign going. If you're if any artists are listening to us, I, I highly recommend that, that one. <laughs> Um, and then you guys are working it down in Florida. What you got coming up for us? Anything? or? Uh, we're doing the Gay 8. Also, that's uh, February 19th. Uh, we will be there performing also. What is the Gay Pride. Oh, is, it a, is Florida Pride early in, in February? Yes, Florida. Is, um, it's uh, Gay 8. It's kind of a little different than the regular Pride, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Tayocho and they, I think they block off like 10 blocks or 15, I think. And, you know, it's just a party. Yeah. Like an outside Celebration. event. And you guys are working the main stage or uh, a freestyle stage? No, we're on the WEPA stage this year. The WEPA stage. I think it was three years ago <laughs> we were on the main stage. This year we're going to be on the WEPA stage, you know. Gotcha. 
but we bring it everywhere we go. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter the <laughs> stage. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's uh, reacquaint our listening audience to uh, the current members of your group. Well, we know you are Susan, one of the original members from the late '80s. That's an amazing journey you've been on. Then we have Dahlia, Serenus, and C.D. Bentoncourt. Yes, C.D. Bentoncourt, congratulations on your marriage. I saw that on Facebook. That's awesome. Yes, a beautiful wedding, yes. Um, so there you have it, folks. The, uh, the girl group, Company B, still going strong. Uh, when you, you know, some, when you hearken back to the, the beginning, are there any particular memory or two that stand out for you that you that was a positive experience um we've always had positive experience everybody seems to love us everywhere we go you know um i just know going to brazil i remember that more because they didn't speak the language language but they spoke every they sang every word of our songs you know they could uh, communicate with us, but they know they knew every word of the song. The language of music, it's a powerful tool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Brazil sounds fun. How long did you guys get this tour down there? Uh, we did, I want to say we did two to three shows down there when we were there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, f- of course, uh, f- fans of freestyle know your classic uh, tune, Fascinated, which really is just uh, considered one of the best examples of freestyle ever it's a classic still resonating i mean you know everything worked on that production did you have um any any creative uh say in that project like maybe the way you no. sang the, oh, no he no. he had he he had charlotte sing it and he made her sing it the way he wanted it and that's how it was <laughs> the the producer we're talking about ish yes ish ledesma yes he was yeah. the producer and the um, founder of Company B. Yeah. Well, you know, thank God for that vision. Um, it really yes. is a great song. <laughs> and uh, I hear you may be doing some new remixes of that song. Yes, we are. We're hoping for one from you too, Tweeka. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. That, that'll that be fun. Uh, yes. Will that be coming out? What's the timeline, do you think? Well, you know, I'm just putting them out as they come for the remixes. They don't have to be at a certain time. As soon as someone sends me one, I'm putting it right out. Oh, cool. It's not going to be like, you know, I'm waiting for everybody because everybody doesn't have the same schedule. So it's whoever brings me one, I'm putting it out, and it's going like that. Sounds good to me. Uh, okay, folks, I just want to reiterate again because it's a real strong new release, new EP. Uh, um, it is called Let's Do It Again. Um, it's out now on all your favorite uh, distribution stores like Spotify or iTunes, Amazon, all of the good places. Um, DJs, if you need the song, I guess you, they can just contact you and you can send them the, the tracks maybe. Yes, work? of course. Yeah. You can, our email is companybmusic at gmail.com. Awesome. Does Company B have a web page or what's the best place to follow you guys? Web page is companybmusic.com. Love it. Uh, well, Susan, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, come on back after your your performances. Let us know how it how it went. Uh, yes, I will. I will. I will. Oh, before. Thank you for having me, Tweeka. You're welcome. Before I let you go, though, um, I think, geez, I just remembered. Uh, you did the video just drop for Let's Do It Again. The twenty eighth at seven p.m. It drops. 
Oh, so okay. This just, Saturday at seven p.m. Yeah, this Saturday, and that coincides with your work at um, Hamburger Mary's uh, as yes. well. Wow, so a lot happening this weekend for Company B, ladies and gentlemen. Got the video, the EP's out, go download it today and catch them live, a live performance from the one and only Company B at Hamburger Mary's in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, again, what time does that start? 5 p.m. 5 p.m., so just go there, get a burger, say hi to Susan. Yes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. We're going to go out now with Let's Do It Again. Um, I guess I'll just play my remix if you don't mind. <laughs> okay. Thank you. We love you. Have, have we a great love you evening. Too. All right. Thank you. Bye bye.
All right, all right, you're listening to House of Pride Radio here live from San Francisco. And what a special treat I have now, I think, if the connection works. We have the one and only the legendary producer, DJ, performance, singer, remixer, <laughs> the whole nine yards. It's the one and only Georgie Porgy. Can you hear hey, me? Hey, Tweaker Turner, how are you? I'm good. How are you this doing? Is a, this is such a great little surprise. You, you call me, you're like, hey, can you jump on? Let's do it. This is the best. You know these are the best, right? The, the last second, yeah. unfiltered, let's go. Everything is good in my life. Really uh, good. Well, I'm telling you, I'm feeling good, too, knowing uh, you know, hopping on all of your hot releases, the the one that and I'm... we have, thank yeah. you so much for all of your support on, on everything. I can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart. I love you. I thank you for always... Being somebody who supports, and not only you support myself, you support everybody. And I thank you for doing that. And if nobody's ever thanked you, let me be the first to say thank you for being such a, a voice in the community to consistently lift people. Because many people don't do that. So I, I want mean, you to know that everybody, you know, doesn't yeah. realize that there's not many people doing what you do, which is to give people a voice, to play people's record on the radio and just to give them a moment to speak, whether it's I heard you that one night when you were on and you did Jason and you had Christine W on and, you oh, know, yeah. speaking to even Christine about her mom. and Oh, that was powerful. Giving, yeah, that was a... giving her mom and, you know, giving her allowing her to speak about, you know, her mom and, yeah. and where she came from. So I want to say thank you. Oh, all yeah. Of us I mean, you know, I'm doing that. You're welcome. But honestly, I am just. You know, I'm being inspired myself by the quality of work that you guys are giving us, giving the world, uh, you know, your artist and your creating art. And yes, many people should know about it if they if they don't. You know, I'm, I'm happy to be one one small platform. <laughs> no, uh, you're out there. You're telling me, you, listen, you're making sure that they know. You're like, listen, you better recognize. Listen, stop what you're doing. You yeah. need to pay attention. So I thank you for that, and I thank yeah. you that you give everybody an opportunity on this platform because you've given everybody, you've given people that didn't have that opportunity. You gave God a chance, and they got up there and spoke and, and talked to you. So it's just across the board, you help everybody. You, you know, yeah. Company B, uh, I, the list goes on. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on of all the people that you've always constantly said, hey, yeah, come on the show, let's talk. Yeah. So, well, I mean, speaking of a lot of people, Let's talk about you uh, <laughs> and your many personalities. No, uh, <laughs> exactly. Who do you want to talk to? No, I'm kidding. Well, just to reiterate, Georgie Porgy's label is I Am House out of Chicago. Now, uh, you're working with a ton of different artists, and you guys are really, it's like a house machine, like producing, you know, hit after hit. Um, Thank you. Is this a one-man show, or do you have a team behind you? No, no, no. I can't. I could never sit up here and say it's me. Yes, I I work very hard, and I, I I'm behind the, the this company, and you know, and it's my baby, and it's been, and we celebrate our 30th year in business for the longest-running dance label in the world. And when I say that, so we can be clear about that. The Music Plant Group has had many label imprints. For instance, House. I am House, Moda, Act Two, um, Vinyl Soul, Vibe Music. There's too many to say through the years because, as any label, even the the big guys, the Warner Brothers, the everybody, the Columbia's, they've always reinvented themselves. Atco 
was just something that was part of Atlantic, but it still was Atlantic, you know. Mm-hmm. And when we are, when you look at we are, they had Warner Bros., Electric, and Atlantic. They always had different imprints because different imprints did different things at different times in their lives. And sometimes they revisited them. Sometimes they re- re- relaunched different things. So Music Plant Group, the company, the parent company, is celebrating 30 years of incredible music. And I really want to thank everybody, everybody in the world who has played one of our records, listened to one of our records, everybody who has supported us. We're here 30 years later because of each and every one of you. And I, I thank you also from the bottom of my heart for just being there and supporting us through this journey because it's, a, it's been a long and wonderful journey, but it's also been a very hard journey because, you know, music industry is constantly Ficky and finical, and it changes on, on a drop of a drop of a dime. And you know, we have seen it all. We've seen through. You know, we've seen the we've gone through from the from the CD to the we went from the cassette to the CD to the vinyl to the to the to the download to the streaming to you know and whatever else next is coming down the road. So to be able to sit here 30 years later and still be able to bring you beautiful people like we do today, the Rocky B's, the Louis Santiago's, the Glenn Frisha's, the Barbara Tucker's, the uh, Saliva Commandos, the, just, the names are endless. And, I, I, you know, I don't want to, I shouldn't start like that because someone's like, George, you didn't see my name. <laughs> they all know that they're part of the family, and we've been able to launch so many people's careers yeah. And this year with our 30 year anniversary and the 30 year anniversary master collection that's going to come out, people are going to see how many names came through here. People are going to yeah. find out that their favorite DJ really got started here. I mean, Derek Carter, Mark Farina, um, uh, the Terry Hunters of this world, the, I mean, the, it's endless amount of people yeah. that, yeah. that got an opportunity through the thing. So, I'm grateful for it, but it's not me. It's a team. There's people Teamwork. that I have to always give credit to mm-hmm. who have been there promoting the, our records for the years. And whether I work with them today or I worked with them in the past, they're a part of it. They were part of everything where we're at today. So there is a whole team. There's yeah. Eddie Gordon. Gary. Oh, yes, Eddie Gordon, Kings of Spin over in L.A. Exactly. Yeah, he's a, you know, he's a it, great, it, it, great guy. Eddie Gordon, Gary Hawkins, the... The Harry Towers, the Bobby Shaw, the Lauren Shydez, the Frank Sorellos. The, there's so many people that have touched our records, uh, even overseas. I mean, I could sit here for hours and name all the promoters and stuff like that. So, well, that's okay. Uh, the, you don't have to yeah, do that. I don't want to take up the time <laughs> like that. But what I'm saying to you is that when you ask, is there a team? Yeah, it's a massive team. People who do video promotion for us, yeah. who work our videos, everything. So we've been very fortunate. And then we had at one point when the industry was different, we had internal staff. I mean, we had offices in L.A., we had offices in, in Chicago and in London simultaneously when the industry was healthy. And it was a really wonderful, it was a, a business that was flourishing. Yeah, um, yeah. But, S- sales, you know, sales per people, unit. That was a good thing yeah. back in the day. Yeah, I mean, and, and all those people that have been a problem. So, yeah, it's been a team forever. It's not just Georgie. That's why I always speak in the we moment. You know, I'm always talking yeah. about we did this or we're doing this and we, 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 because it's yeah. not about me. It's a plural. It's about a whole massive team. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, the house is full of talent. Let's, uh, I want to hearken back. Let's go back. Let's go way back uh, yes. to what do you consider 
one of your first big breaks in the business? Uh, uh, being on radio, I mean, you know, getting on radio early in my life, uh, I was very lucky to be able to get on to BMX as a guest mixer and then turn that into something really beautiful and precious that turned into, then turned into me making a song. And then everything, every step has been monumental. I mean, from making my first record to signing my first record to a major label and getting signed to Warner Brothers and touring the world. And then after Warner Brothers getting signed to Universal, then after that, by the time I got to Life Goes On, I was pretty much signed to every major label company in every territory around the world because they had everybody had picked up the record. And then not only did they pick up that one, they picked up Love is Gonna Save the Day and all the rest of the hits. I mean, so it's been, it, 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 there's no one thing. Now, can we sit up and talk about each thing? Could we say, oh my God, that moment was unbelievable. Like when I got to sing Love is Gonna Save the Day in, in the 9-11 parade. And I was the only artist invited, and they built me this massive float. And uh, I owe it to Kathy. Um, Kathy presented it to, at that time, the mayor, which he's turned into a cuckoo, but at the time he yeah. wasn't cuckoo. Right. And he heard the song, and all of a sudden I was in the parade, and I brought, and it was, you know, when I played back the NBC recording, because we were live on NBC to the world, you know, they were like, you know, international pop star Georgie Porgy has come to bring life back to New York. And this is after 9-11. So those moments are pretty big. And I, even when I was done, I kept on thinking, so is Madonna like behind me? <laughs> like, where is she at? Like she, she, and they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, Michael's here. Prince is here. Somebody is here behind. There's somebody like a giant star, you know, uh, Britney Spears. And like, no, you, you are lighting this up. And so I've had some really unbelievable moments. And I think that, you know, I'm about to write the next chapter of wonderful moments in my life. There's so much beautiful things coming in the next chapter. Awesome. Uh, so in the, back in the day, you were uh, a more, not producer, but singer and DJ. Is that where you well, I started off as a DJ? Yeah. I started off as a DJ and I was DJing. That was the first love. It was DJing, Going out, I did all the rest of the stuff that DJ did. I did my, you know, weddings. I did baptisms. I did bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs. I did them all. You know what I mean? I carried my little equipment and did all that stuff. It started there. Then it turned into getting on radio. But in Chicago, the trend was for a DJ to make a song. The difference was I sang it. Yeah. I sang the first song. And I was almost killed the engineer to take me off the record. I was like, take me off. I was just supposed to be a placement. He's like, absolutely not. Just release the record. And I did. And then after that, I went out and I started performing. And they're like, so when you come to do the next, when you're your next song come, I'm like, the next song? <laughs> turns out you, turns out you have a, a talented singing voice as well. <laughs> Little did you realize. <laughs> I honestly, listen, everything up to the, you know, my life has always been, I never went in with this whole thing yeah, I'm going to do this. I did it because of like, of the love of it. You know, even when I, when, when I was giving, giving accolades and people would call me, I'd be like, get the hell out of here. And I'd hang up on people. I'd be like, you're so nuts. Stop playing around. It's not April Fool's Day or whatever. And they, I never, cause I just love, I, I try to teach this now to many people coming in. Stop chasing the light, chase your passion and the light, the money, everything comes if you chase your passion, 
So I chased the passion. I chased the music. I chased the, the love. Of, you know, I just wanted people to hear my songs. And so one song turned into another, and then it turned into another. And next thing you know, I was signed to labels, you know, and signed to big labels around the world. Amazing. And, you know, so that kind of trans- transferred me into, well, you got to go sing. You got to go on this TV show and sing. You're going to go over here. And then it was like, okay, we're going to put a, we need you with a band. I'm like, a band? <laughs> like, what are you doing? And then I had to learn that. So I had to learn that craft and I had to learn it in front of people. I had no setup. So that turned into that. And then fast forwarding, life always comes a full circle. All of a sudden I start getting called during the EDM explosion. They're like, yo, come back and DJ and sing. And I'm like, Oh my God, these guys have really lost their mind. Like they want me to do everything. I'm like, no, I would say no. And they were like, yes. So I finally would give in and I would go do it and it would become like, then that became really big. So I I went out to DJ again and start singing. And so I'm very blessed. And I say this humbly that I can get up there. And if you told me to bring up a band, I can come and rock a band. And really I've done it. I did it in Chicago, Pritzker Pavilion with 45,000 people showing up. And I went up there and, you know, and (laughs) I'll tell that story another time okay. but it's a great story about how the keyboardist you know the guy <laughs> had never rehearsed with them and turned into an incredible show so oh I that's interesting that. yeah <laughs> did you like did you did you like actually probably ended up improvising on the keyboard? yeah i went up there. i went up there i'll just say this the, the, the keyboardist got arrested before the show so <laughs> i had to i saw my old keyboardist the guy that was the band that they had there was not my band so I went to rehearsal the next the day before, and they, I rehearsed for three minutes because they didn't have enough. They ran out of time, so mm-hmm. I didn't even get to rehearse with them for, for much. And then the guy that had kind of knew my music was arrested right before I get on on the stage. Oh, no. <laughs> so then I go out into the crowd and I see one of my old keyboards, and I said, "I said, what are you doing?" He goes, "I came to see you." He said, "Guess what? You're performing." <laughs> and he came with a great story. <laughs> So anyway, so long story short, so I, from that ended up becoming where I can get up on stage and perform and I can DJ and I can, you know, I'm very blessed to do it. But I, I, it wasn't jack of all trades, master of none. It was one thing at a time. You know what I mean? I yeah. mastered the one thing. Then I mastered the other thing. And now it's kind of all together. And I've mastered that really, really nicely together and very blessed. And I still, and through that, I was producing my own stuff. And a lot of it had to do with, not because I needed to produce my own stuff, it was the fact that I didn't have the money. I just didn't have the money to go out and buy, you know, pay somebody to do something, or I didn't have the money for the yeah. studio sessions. I used to stare at the clock and just stare at it and say, Lord, please stop, stop, stop. Or sometimes I'd strike deals with engineers and just be like, look, I'll pay you some extra money to stop the clock because I can't, I don't have no more money in my pocket. Yeah, it's super, super expensive to produce music. You know, you know what I mean? It just so doesn't it, happen. <laughs> so that way, that's why I had to do it, and I had to learn that. And then I got that craft underneath me, and then that turned into, you know, producing and writing, and yeah. and that turned into the, you know, getting the calls. I started getting calls. People would say, you know, when I got the call to do Michael Jackson, and see, everybody's gonna have to tune into Frank Sorello's coming with a wonderful show, and we're gonna talk all about it. Join me there with that. But you know, I get the call for the Michael Jackson thing, and I'm just like, I was like, get out of here, get the hell out. There's no way. And they're like, no, what song do you want to do? And I'm like, what song do I want to do? I'm like, you just, come on, man, stop the lies. And he's like, no. And then they're like, and we want to pay you. And I'm like, 
stuck in the painting. I think crazy. <laughs> like it's Michael Jackson. I would have done, you know, but yeah. long story short. So that's how it's always been. But the, and I'll share this with your audience listening. Stop chasing the light. Stop chasing the fame. Stop chasing the dollar. Chase the passion and it will reward you. All of that comes with it. The light comes, the fame comes, the money, it all comes with it. And some of it you're going to want to return. You're going to be like, okay, you can keep that one. I don't want the fame part. I don't want this stuff. You, some of the stuff you're not going to even want. But you want to just, if you chase your passion and you stay focused on that, it all comes to you, every ounce of it. All right. Words of wisdom right here at House of Pride Radio. Um, speaking of this. What a surprise. I was so happy you <laughs> called me, and this is a great surprise for myself, and I really appreciate it. Thank you for reciprocating, you know, being available. Can we speak about the future? Uh, actually, um, poignantly, the future is the number seven song on the Pride Top 30 this week. Um, Yay! Yeah. <laughs> All right. I I want to. I'm not pronouncing the names correctly, but it's you, Georgie Porgy, and two other. Glenn, Glenn Frischoff. Frischoff. And Alex Kudos. Kudos. And we should do a show. We go number one. Let's get the legendary. You know, that's the legendary Glenn Frischoff. That is yeah. the man who was responsible for so many acts out of New York. He was the biggest DJ. He had the biggest radio shows. He broke everybody. When I say everybody, he is the first one to put Frankie Knuckles on the radio in the New York. He put David Morales on the radio, Louis, Little Louis Vega. He broke the Little Louis Vega records. He broke all the freestyle records, every last one of them. Awesome. There's not one that he didn't break. So that's who that is on that record. So, and he's a dear friend. So if we go number one, we should. I'll call Alex. I'll call Glenn, and we'll have this big thing, and we'll bring Glenn on because it'll be wonderful to talk to him because he is just the, – the stuff that he can share. I mean, listen, this is a guy that – helped people like Wendy Williams or uh, I can't think of her name or the big hip hop DJs. He gave them breaks. I mean, it, this is a, yeah. a guy who's helped many, many people in the music industry. Yeah. These, you, all of you are big cats in the business. Uh, the, whose idea was it to take the Steve Miller vocal his, riff? His, 100% his. Because his. Okay. he came to me and he's like, Georgie, I want to do this. And because he, you know, doesn't, he, I, he knows what he wants. He knows how to do it, but I do production. We sat down, and it actually started with the two of them. Alex and him were really uh, were partners in doing stuff, and then Alex just ran out of time because he got married and all the wonderful, beautiful things that happened with marriage. So the, car, the record sat there, and then he brought it to me, and he's like, what do you think? And I said, you know what? Let's do it. And we did it, and then I said, you know what? I don't think this will work at this moment. So it sat there, and just about, I would say, last year after I came back from L.A. because I did a show with my baby Donna Montel, and I was watching different records, and I said, you know what, this record will work right now. So I came back, and I said to him, I said, Glenn, now is the time. So we went back, we put it, to, we, we retweaked it, and put it out, and hello, look at it, it's responding, because you are it, up on your chart, doing well. So, like I said, I think we should do a big show and bring them on. It'd be great. Sounds fun. And, yeah, it's also on, it, it was on the major record pools and uh mm -hmm. is it everywhere everywhere um so it's a good one yeah it's uh it's just a good you know good message for a january drop i think absolutely yeah um well thanks for coming on <laughs> anytime <laughs> impulsively at the you know no warning or whatsoever very professional here at house of pride radio uh but um yeah folks you need to discover the huge discography of georgie porgy's music i am house 
on the music plant. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, what's the best place to do that, do you think? You can go to musicplantrecords.com. You can go to georgieporgy.me. You can follow me at Georgie Porgy on Facebook. Um, and anywhere else, I think it's Georgie One Porgy, just in case, because some people take my name and then they want to sell it back to me. So georgieporgy.me or go to my Facebook, Georgie Porgy, and then there's a link tree that takes you to everything. So awesome. please, please, please. I'm on Instagram, Georgie One Porgy. So please come find me. I'm on TikTok too. Yes. Let's go. We're going to do it. And we're about to do a lot more TikTok this year. Yes. I'm alive on now. <laughs> alive in the future here with the one and only Georgie Porgy. We love you here, House of Pride Radio. And, we, and I love you too. Well, come on back anytime. We're going to go out now with the future. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Take care, Georgie. Love y'all. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you.
You've been listening to the House of Pride show live from Muni Radio Station here in San Francisco with your host, Tweeka Turner. Please join us again next Thursday, 4 to 6 p.m. Follow us on Facebook, House of Pride Radio Facebook, and like us today. Thank you for your support. Have a good evening. swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Patrick Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. The best barbecue in San Francisco and free comedy? Come get messy with the sauce every Wednesday, 7 p.m. at Baby Blues Barbecue at 3149 Mission Street, just past Cesar Chavez. Hilarious Bay Area stand-up comics, amazing smoked meats, and $5 cans of standard deviant brew. This neighborhood gym is a bizarre and fun weekday night treat with free comedy to tickle your ribs. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at Baby Blues Barbecue. Reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite to let us know you're coming to laugh. Yee-hoo! Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, 
or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Right. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in whosthatlive.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to whosthatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true productions. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please, reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when... The... Comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. FM. Here in SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we gonna do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That That's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! 
every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine, and even in the drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking public schools. In a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Who is that live.com? Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that, who's that? <laughs> Go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. Join us on a
Friday night is time for the happy hour. Could be the last happy hour ever. Mutiny Radio. Could be. Could be. All right. It's the same as it always is. Four minute sets. You'll hear a horn. And uh, kind of exciting to be in Levy back in town from New York. So. Mm. All right, everybody. Clap your hands together for your first comedian. It's Dan Lewis. How's it going, guys? Okay. Catch the breath, get settled in here. I don't know how to, I never know how to start. I, a lot of people have like these look-like jokes, you know, like I look like this. 